be with you. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you all to this morning's service as we gather around God's holy word and receive the gift of his very body and blood in the Holy Communion. Fall Sunday school and Bible class um, continue today at 9.30. Join us in the lounge for refreshments and then head off to the gymnasium for a study entitled The St. Peter Option or to the Fellowship Hall for a new member class entitled Catechesis for Life. Sunday school children, kindergarten through fifth grade, begin with an opening in the music room. Sixth through eighth graders meet in the school and the, in the fifth grade classroom and the high school Bible class meets in the seventh grade classroom. Please join us in the study of God's holy word. This morning we will welcome a number of new members um, after the sermon. Um, so we would invite those new members to please come forward at that time. Uh, join us in the back of the service after to greet people and then we will have a picture with um, the pastors in the front of the church immediately after that. The best way to follow along is to place your bulletin in the back of your hymnal. Simply go to the page indicated. Please note that it's best for you to put uh, the green sheet um, on page 186 as we will sing the intro at this morning. I'll sing the first verse and then please join me singing the rest of them, and then we immediately after that go to the uh, Glory Be to the Father and to the Son on page 186. Also, please note uh, the hymn of the day, hymn 555, how that is broken up this morning. Um, I believe that's it for our announcements this morning. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Please kneel for confession and absolution. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, since we cannot stand before you relying on anything we have done, 
Help us trust in your abiding grace and live according to your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Philippians chapter 1. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. For I know that through your prayers and with the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. 
This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And, said, and, he, and to them he said, you go in the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last worked only one hour. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, many people these days live paycheck to paycheck. They depend on getting that check at the end of the week to pay their bills and buy what they need. They have little savings, if any, to fall back on. So their income is not just a a matter of having money or not. It's a matter about having what they need to live. That was the situation even more so in biblical times. There was no middle class as we know it today. There were the haves and the have-nots, the rich and the poor, and the distance between them was considerable. If there was no work that day, there was no pay, and that meant no food. A full day's wage meant food on the table. So a day's labor wasn't just a job, and it wasn't about the money. Bottom line, it was about life for these workers and their families. And that, Jesus says, is what the kingdom of heaven is like and is all about. It's not about the money. It's about life. Life for all. Life from God in Christ, which is and always is a gift. For the owner, it wasn't about the money. If it was, he wouldn't have done what he did. Paying people for work that wasn't done is a quick way to go out of business, isn't it? But he didn't see it that way. Why? Because he was providing life, using what he had, using his business to help others, which is never wrong. Is it? Well, apparently it was for those who were all about the money, for those for whom life isn't a gift, but a competition to always have more and more and more and more. Or for those who think that more money, more blessings, more stuff means more life. But if that's where you are in life or where you're looking for life and what you have and the things of this world, and quite frankly, you're, you're looking in the wrong place, then the things of this world become your idols, your false gods. Now, it's a, an easy trap to fall into as fallen people in a fallen world. If only I had that, 
I would be happier. If only I had more, my life would be better. If only I could get what I want, then things would go well. But there's no way off that treadmill. There's always more. Always. So life becomes an endless chasing after the wind, an endless desiring, which leads to an endless grumbling for what we don't have, or grumbling about what others have that they don't deserve. And while you're striving for more, more stuff, you're actually getting less life because your idols are stealing your life, not giving you life. So it's better to think differently, like the owner of the vineyard in our text for today, who is, of course, our Lord Jesus Christ. He is generous to a fault. Some would say that he's foolish with how he gives his gifts, unless he's not just giving gifts, that is, but giving life. Giving life and joy both to others and to himself. Picture the owner of the vineyard standing behind his foreman as he paid those who arrived late in the day. What joy and satisfaction he would receive in seeing their joy and receiving more than they ever thought. But then, too, how sad he must have been to see the grumbling of the others to whom he gave what he promised, a full day's wage. But they were grumbling because he was kind to those who didn't deserve it. Do you begrudge my generosity, he says? In the Greek there, it's a little different. It, it, it means that. But it literally says, do you have an evil eye because I'm good? Well, God is good. And he seeks to make us all good by giving us the entirety of his goodness. You see, Jesus has come not to give you just a little bit of life, but an abundant life, life to the full. So he is lavish with his forgiveness, lavish, that we live lives free from the burden of guilt and shame. He is generous with his spirit, that we live lives not of isolation, but joined to Christ and one another. That's why he's here, to make us into a community, his community, where goodness reigns and kindness overflows, where life conquers 
even death. He is bountiful with his love, that we live lives confident and secure in his love and not in doubt or questioning whether we're worthy or not for what we've done or left undone or what we may have done just this morning that isn't in accord with his word. And all this for all people, lifelong Christians and new Christians the same, those baptized as infants, and those moments before death. A friend of ours by the name of Pastor Brent Kuhlman, and by the way, he'll be here in February uh, for our Higher Things retreat. Put that on your calendar. He puts it this way, and I think he puts it really, really well. It's in your green sheet, and I'll quote it. He says, John the Baptist, who worshiped Christ from the womb, gets the same salvation as a repentant thief who turns to Jesus at the 11th hour of his life and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The lifer Lutheran here at Trinity gets the same denarius as the inebriated driver who says, Jesus, have mercy on me as he crashes through the windshield on the way to his death at the 11th hour, 59th minute and 59th second of his miserable life. Because God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth and to believe that whatever hour believing is, to receive the gift of his life. He wants that for all of us. Jesus wants to give life. That's why he's here. Having won our salvation through his suffering, death, and resurrection, he's here to give life. That's what he wants to do. This is his will, to give life to everybody, all of us who are dead in our trespasses and sin, always fully, generously, and abundantly. You see, he earned the denarius, if you will, for us, the denarius of eternal life, when he bore the burden of the day and the scorching heat of our sin and death on Good Friday. Having accomplished our salvation through his suffering, death, and resurrection, he now comes by his Spirit at work through his Word to put food on the table, his food, the bread of his life that conquers death. I was thinking about that. This isn't a denarius. It's a host. And everyone who comes to the table in repentance and faith to receive his very body and blood gets one host. Whether you've been here throughout your life, whether you made a mess of things last night in breaking our Lord's commandments, whether you come in right before you, your, your last breath. It's all here. It's not the benefit of a day's work. It's the benefit of his work, which has won for us an eternal day. There's no night in heaven. When Jesus rose from the dead, 
It was the dawn of a new day that never ends. And what did he do then? He went to his disciples who didn't believe that he would do what he said and made believers out of them, receivers of his grace, of his mercy, of his life that conquers death and his peace that surpasses all understanding. And then he sent them out to do the same, not to have an evil eye toward God because he is kind, but to have a loving eye toward God in seeing the needs of other people around us, the people who are hurting, the people who are undeserving, just like you, just like me. That's what our Lord does with this, as his nutrients, as his life has its way in ours. He's bodied and blooded us together with him in this Holy Communion, that we become instruments of his generosity. Now, while we do not know what hour of the day it is, that is, how close to when our Lord will return, it's not yet the end of the day, is it? We're still here. So our Lord is still calling and bringing people into his vineyard. For what? To give them life. He's here to be generous with them and to give them joy. Today, as you hear the Lord's word and receive his forgiveness, life, and peace, whether you've been here for years or whether today is your first day, you can be sure that our Heavenly Father is beaming. He's lifting up his countenance on you. He's beaming. You see, it's not about the money. Nothing gives him more joy than when sinners come to receive his forgiveness and life in Christ. Nothing. That is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Would our new members who are at this service please come forward? We'll be doing this at both services. Beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said to his apostles, Whoever confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your hearts, therefore, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to what I now ask you in the name of the Lord. 
Do you this day in the presence of God and of this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave to you in your baptism? If so, say, yes, I do. Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? If so, say, yes, I renounce them. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and in the Holy Spirit? If so, say, yes, I believe in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? and the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from them and confessed in the small catechism to be faithful and true? If so, say, I do. I do. do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? If so, say, I do by the grace of God. Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? If so, say, I do by the grace of God. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? If so, say, I do by the grace of God. Do you desire to be a member of this congregation? If so, say, I do. I do. Will you support the work our gracious Lord has given this congregation with your prayers and the gifts God has given you? If so, say, I will with the help of God. Upon this, your confession of faith. I acknowledge publicly that you are members of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation. Receive the Lord's Supper and participate with us in all the blessings of salvation that our Lord has given to this church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand for prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the great goodness in bringing these, your sons and daughters, to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ and enabling them both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving faith. Grant that by your word and spirit they may continue steadfast in the one true faith and the fellowship of this congregation, as together we await the day for all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. We continue with the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Lord, grant that we would rejoice in the light of Christ and his salvation, that sinners would find refuge in his mercy and comfort in his forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, embolden our congregation and all sister churches throughout the world to confess the truth steadfastly and to witness boldly to our only Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, we give you humble thanks for instituting the estate of holy matrimony and for the blessing of family. 
Grant that these gifts will be cherished and honored in our society. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Lord, bless this nation and all people in their rightful callings. Grant that we may serve our neighbors in love and that all authorities would exercise their callings with humility and wisdom on behalf of the defenseless. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, we thank you for the gift of health. Hear our prayers on behalf of the sick, the aged, the infirm, the mourning, and the dying, especially Paulette, who is critically ill, Carla and Charles undergoing medical tests, Eldon, who is ill, Marilyn in rehabilitation, Jeff recovering after breaking his arm, Brad awaiting a kidney transplant, Renee, who will be undergoing another major surgery, Bart for continued management of illness, for Emmy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, for Dorothy in hospice care, and for the family of Dennis Force. Grant them healing in accord with your will, grace to sustain them in their need, and your comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Remember, O Lord, those who will receive your true body and blood from this altar. Prepare us to receive them worthily in repentance and faith for the forgiveness of our sins and the healing of our bodies. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the witness of the faithful who lived and died in Christ, including Bruce Beyer, Shah Ron, and Richard Themey, who we remember today. Grant that at last we too may be joined with them in the marriage supper of the Lamb and his kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, grant that in Christ we may seek you while you may be found, call upon you while you are near, forsaking all wicked ways and unrighteous thoughts. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. As we gather together the offering, we invite you to fill out the friendship register.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Peace be with you. Amen. Thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless with our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.